Hey guys. Hey. <laughs> That's our new opening. Hey guys. <laughs> Anya is back. Hey. Haven't been here since episode one. Hey. <laughs> and we uh, just got back from Fashion Week in yes, New York. We We're back. Yeah, and we wanted to talk about it while it's still fresh in our minds. And Cameron's here. He wasn't there with us, but no. I'm sure you, I'm sure you want to hear all about it, right? Yeah, I'm interested. <laughs> I, also, I also went to New York. What, at the same time? No, a couple days later. And it probably warmed up for you by the time oh, you were there, right? Oh, no, I, I actually I, I faced a pretty awesome blizzard. No, oh, okay. Yeah, it's, it was brutal. It was an interesting week weather-wise, um, but not that interesting for people to listen to. So let's talk about <laughs> photos. Let's, well, let, let's start off to just find out like what where you stand with photo with shooting fashion type things, Cameron. And today we're talking about events as opposed mm-hmm. to edit in studio editorials. Okay. Um, have you been, have you been to a fashion show? Have you shot a fashion show or street? I have not, or? not, no, I have, sh- I have, I've been to a fashion show, but it was really low rent and not really anything that I think would qualify. <laughs> you are not one of those photographers that goes to fashion shows and shoots for his portfolio. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> the free model. Yeah. That's, that's, it's quite a common phenomenon um, in Canadian fashion shows. Uh, maybe not Toronto Fashion Week. Toronto Fashion Week's pretty big, but here in Calgary, we go to all of the shows, mm-hmm. and um, there's always a lot of other people in the photo pit. But it's a really different experience from going to the bigger shows like New York because these these photographers are there for fun like for their own reasons and to take their own photos that they're going to enjoy later and seeing the guys working at um a big show like New York is so so different um we're there kind of for ourselves like the the main purpose of all the shooting is for Anya's blog so if you want to see the result of all this go to anyab.net but we're on a bit of our own schedule. We don't need to cover everything. We can we can kind of shoot what we think is best. And um, but seeing all of the like real press guys that their career depends on not missing a single outfit that comes down that runway, mm-hmm. it's really impressive. Like you have to really be on the ball the whole time in a way that, well, I realized I'm not. <laughs> fast camera, fast lens, fast. Fast, 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 fast. Senses. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's Just sort of everything. the opposite, though, because I feel like in Calgary, all the photographers are here shooting, and they love it, but they're not getting anything much of it right. or out of it. Yeah. And in New York, everybody hates it, <laughs> but they're doing awesome things. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, like, that makes there, a lot there, of sense. Actually, there, <laughs> there was a bunch of a bunch of photographers that were doing street style, and they were just bitching the whole time because they were. Um, they were saying like, oh yeah, I'll be back tomorrow, but not shooting anymore, just participating or whatever. Like that's the last thing that they wanted to do. Yeah. And I, I ran into that when I was hanging around Getty photographers more that are shooting like press style photos that they would complain a lot, <laughs> you know, but in, we don't complain. Yeah. We don't complain in ways that like, because they're doing it day after day and probably somebody listening is doing it day after day. And I think that feels really different than when it's an opportunity. Yeah. People start taking things for granted. Yeah. Becomes when you're chore. surrounded by beautiful people, it must be so hard. <laughs> yeah, that's that's interesting. I think that I think that's true of a lot of photographers in general that that are working. Well, yeah, I think it goes for kind of anything. You should, like that, you can say that about weddings and 
corporate headshots and everything too, that, you know, I think people get sick of. I think it's just people's attitude, attitude towards work. Yeah, it's true. People. They're lame at it. Yeah. People <laughs> yeah. are likely to complain whatever, whatever you're doing. Yeah. Hey, people stop that, please. Mm-hmm. Cheer up. Yeah. So shooting it, what, what did we have to say about shooting it? We kind of already talked about, we kind of already talked about this on you and I yeah, had so we have so much material. Yeah. So I, now I we have remember. to just go over it again. Like um, it's the first time. Yeah. Well, one of the <laughs> things was that how differently we look at shooting mm-hmm. streets. Each style. other. Uh, like how you look at it versus I do. Yeah. Yeah. Because mm. you are, uh, every time Tyler and I shoot street style, um, because my background is in street style. That's how I learned how to take photos. Um, and because I was actually very interested in it, uh, I shoot sort of more in your face. Like I will go up to people and I will ask them to stop and pose for me versus mm. Tyler is a lot more candid and um, behind a tree. sketchy about it. <laughs> no. Creepy. creepy. <laughs> and also too, another factor is how we look at style. Um, Tyler will go and, and, and photograph uh, people that that look outrageous, not necessarily stylish, um, <laughs> and we end up with a lot of garbage. <laughs> well, what, what I'm actually thinking this whole time <laughs> is that basically I want to come back with as many interesting photos as I can. And yeah, like I, whatever they're wearing... Yeah. Doesn't matter that much to me. That's like, not the there's, main, yeah. yeah, it's kind of not the point. Which um, is totally the point, though, of street stuff photography. Yeah, but. <laughs> but but like, so I would be more, and part, it's also part of the reason that I. Okay, part of it is that I'm shy, but I also like some of the photos that when somebody's just standing there, it's really about the outfit, which is what I should be doing. Yeah, because <laughs> that also, is the point. But, but some really of your candid, like, like, some of your candid stuff is really great when it's the right person, you know, like mm-hmm. walking and it's a detailed shot of the feet or a detailed shot of the bag moving. Um, but, you know, you don't always get it, but it's you really also good. Miss, you also miss a lot more uh, doing the candid stuff. Yeah, but so it's good when we shoot it together because then we get a really good combination mm-hmm. of both. And uh, you can look at the people that I'm stopping and even when they walk off, you're getting the candid shot right, when I'm right. no longer um, engaged with them. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, and actually we jumped right past a distinction of like the different things we were shooting that was street style and in the show on the runway yeah. and uh, behind and backstage behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. And that those are kind of all approached differently. So for people that don't, they don't really in the street style world. I, I think a lot of photographers don't pay as much attention to street style specifically because it's, um, it is more about the outfit. It's usually not mainly about anything like technical. It's, uh, yeah, what it is, is it's just like capturing regular people on the street and what they're wearing Yeah, and, uh, sort of trying to like document it for the world and present what, um, the, the most interesting, interesting yeah. outfits and, you've seen today I mean, today like are. another, uh, you know, another way to look at your, your point of view about it all is that it is in its naivety, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. it is, it is good because you're not looking at the brands or the labels or, uh, things you, you are just honestly looking at it in yeah, a way kinda, that you have a more raw perspective of whether or not it, it speaks to you. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in the end, it's like uh, we've shot a lot of street style for magazines and a lot of times the stuff that I feel like is totally going to get in there, they don't choose. Um, and sometimes the stuff that I'm like, oh, yeah, they will never take, they, they love. So 
different people look at style different ways also. So, hmm. oh yeah. Well, I think uh, like other things that you like that I would really love because just because of like the, the moment, like the person's expression or something like that, you might just kind of gloss over the image mm -hmm. because it's not really, the style is nothing. Yeah. There's just nothing to it. Yeah. Um, and I think like our two perspectives really represent the, the, what there is out there. Like that's the spectrum basically Yeah. of like, you know, photographers shooting for technical reasons or that's not really why I shoot, but like shooting <laughs> because they're photographers versus people like shooting fashion because they care about fashion and they want to like document. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. And, and also the, too, like you go into some magazines or some websites and you look at the street style photos that are up and they're garbage, but the clothes and what is in the photo is not. So, right. Um, also very dependent but we did actually shoot a lot more show stuff this time around we yeah. didn't really focus it was crazy cold uh mm. and we were not being paid to be there so we chose to <laughs> not endure it um yeah. so we did shoot a lot more show stuff and also different ways of shooting that too because i wanted you to focus on um shooting tyler got uh, a great opportunity to be on the risers with all the other photographers for a bunch of mm -hmm. shows um so he was shooting the more sort of straight on documentary um or like what would you call it like the for style.com style yeah right yeah um and then i would be on the sidelines just shooting sort of what walked past me in the details that i saw with my eyes so mm -hmm. were you one of these people with your iPhone or did you actually have a camera? I was both. Actually okay. at one show I we Tyler was supposed to be on the risers and then we couldn't get him in. His name wasn't on the list, which is another the most popular the, the most popular <laughs> phrase in New York Fashion Week is your name is not on the list. <laughs> um but he, so so he so he couldn't get in there and I was left uh, by myself and sort of like in this panic, I just grabbed the camera, didn't look at the settings, nothing. And when I was ready oh, to yeah. shoot, the lens, w the lens wasn't working with the camera for some reason. All the settings were off. I like <laughs> literally just sat there throughout the whole show trying to figure the, uh, figure the camera out. And then by the time I lifted my head, it was all over. It just, it lasts. So it's such a short time that you really don't have time to, to think yeah. about it. Well, much. in case anybody else has seen this, it's, it's something about the 40 millimeter pancake lens talking to the, the 5D. And then we saw it happen a few other times. And the solution is to take the lens off, put it back on, and hey, it's fixed. Yeah. It's Which is so, much. like... Yeah, that's, that's really intuitive to somebody that's, like, not aware of that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, these shows, like, if you haven't been to a bigger fashion show, you know, a real fashion show that's for for press and for people in the trade, they are so fast. Yeah. Like it's not a social event, but they, but they <laughs> start really, really late and then yeah, like they're so hour. fast. Yeah. Oh but so God. in the end you're really taking like an hour out of your yeah. time. They, to be they start half an hour late and they last for half an hour. Whereas in Calgary are, yeah. are really good shows that are put on by our friend Kara park show mm -hmm. and park Lux are what? Like three hours well, it's an event, so yeah, you yeah. go in and you socialize, and they are thrown for different reasons. Exactly, yeah, it's this really different like, it's, feeling. It's the way that the public, um, yeah, because these are for the public versus New York Fashion Week is for the industry. Mm -hmm. So, so, so we were saying we got to shoot some more shows this time. Like that was, I mean, that was an awesome thing that you were able to get us into more shows because mm -hmm. it's not. 
easy to get into this stuff in New York. Um, and I think a lot of people want to be there because it seems cool, but like, it's not, it's not really a for fun thing. I think the reason you but would want to be really there, fun. Well, you have to kind of really care about the fashion industry. You don't, yeah, it's not, yeah. it's not fun for like party reasons. It's fun. Yeah. And it's definitely really not like full clothes. of celebrities or anything yeah. like that. Um, it is full of like bloggers and people that you like, we follow people on Instagram that we later see in New York and mm-hmm. it's cool to see them and chat with them and stuff. But oh, it's, cool. n- yeah. it's not like filled. It's sort of like, I don't know, like would we call them celebrities for us? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, they are, they have huge followings and they do things that we admire and well, stuff. They're people that I wasn't, but a general public, like a person yeah. from general public would not be able to right. realize. So this. This, is, this is basically, it's, it's just another nerd niche, right? Totally. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like there's all, there's the, the people in my niche. I still don't think you really yeah. know about, maybe, but I didn't know about your just, people until we yeah. we started doing this together. Yeah. <laughs> but then they have uh, what's how many followers does the blonde salad have on Instagram? Oh, yeah, like millions. Millions. Three million, maybe. And I had. Yeah. And have you heard of the blonde salad, Cameron? Uh, no, it sounds <laughs> awkward. <laughs> yeah, she's she's a girl yeah, from intriguing. Italy. She's a girl from Italy, and and she started a blog, and then somehow she decided that she was going to make a shoe line, and that shoe line, I think, is what made her famous in the end. That's where she makes most of her money. Um, but she's like in in the fashion industry, she's everywhere, and people want to work with her all the time, and she does awesome collaborations, and so yeah, I don't know. She, very impressive yeah, internet celebrity yeah fascinating thing yeah, yeah. Hmm. um so one thing i struggled with and i have for i've shot fashion shows many times and i've always struggled with really getting consistent focus <laughs> um mm-hmm. the, the well, place exposure. the exposure thing i've definitely gotten better at so what what i do now which still i screw up sometimes but the basic strategy is that as the show starts you don't know what the lighting's going to be right. because they just have house lights on so you can't meter it you can't guess like you just you really have no idea what's going to happen once the show begins so what i do is i set the exposure compensation to like two or three stops underexposed because most of the room's going to be dark right there's just the, the lights all on the model and as soon as the first one walks out, start shooting, like shoot the whole look of them walking down the runway so you don't miss it on this lower compensation. And then take a look as quick as you can and see what worked or usually what didn't work when it got it wrong. Yeah. And then, uh, and then I switch over to manual and basically shoot the whole rest of the thing in manual. Even oh, wow. that, though, has big challenges because, like, the lighting isn't always consistent, right? They may, at the end of the runway, there might be a hot spot, and all of a well, sudden, they're blown out in every... girls' skin tones are different. Yeah. So there's that exposure challenge. Yeah. And then there's the challenge of people just walking at you fast. Yeah. <laughs> well, the whole thing yeah. is high stress, sounds yeah. like. Yeah, it totally is. So it's it's good because, you know, when we were shooting for the blog, it's sort of, it's, uh, we don't need every single outfit. We need a good selection of what was there, but, um, thankfully, oh, yeah. I would we hate are to, un- not under super huge pressure. I'd be hate to shooting for style.com. That's like, that's the place to go look at, yeah. you know, the, all the outfits nailed perfectly in the exact same spot. And yeah. I don't know how they do it. And sometimes also video. Yeah. They have, they have the oh, moving. So hard. Yeah. It's pretty cool. 
but it's it's so different like there's no you know i i like style.com and i go on there and, and i look at collections to get inspired every season and stuff but um then seeing them in person it is like not comparable mm-hmm. and i also learn more by being there in person like i find that i actually go and i read in detail about these collections about these designers and i find like reasons for them for their existence mm-hmm. and it, <laughs> it like it somehow um connects me more to the clothes not that i need any more of an excuse to be connected to the clothes you're right. pretty connected, you're pretty connected. <laughs> yeah i was gonna say cameron have you ever shot sports yeah not a lot but yeah i have it's hard yeah that's what i need is a sports photographer's advice on this yeah the whole time that's what you were saying yeah, yeah. it's like in- it's fashion's like a full contact sport what about like you know rock shows in clubs where things are fast and shitty. Uh, no, it's not. Well, like the big challenge is depending where you are, but usually they're walking at you as fast as they can. And yep. I just have in not found. Yeah. Yeah. In low light. So it's way easier to track left and right. If they're moving across a stage or the difference in a, in a rock show as well is like, they'll be moving, you know, maybe a foot back and forth from the microphone and you kind of have the whole show or the first three songs. Mm-hmm. To get basically one shot, right? You're not going to share like a hundred shots of them with different expressions. But here it's like the, each girl, you might have 10 seconds, max five seconds of an opening where like, this is when you can get the whole outfit looking good. And if you're, you know, on, on burst mode mm-hmm. and tracking them, it still <laughs> doesn't always track them. And I've tried a few settings and I don't know. Well, I mean, I, I can, I can say that just from trying to shoot, you know, like people jogging towards you yeah, and tracking in like broad daylight, it's, yeah. it's still like you have to, the timing has to be really, really perfect. It's hard. Yeah, you just have to tell them to do it again. Yeah. <laughs> do, the, do the fashion show again. Did people shoot fashion shows before autofocus? Ooh. I can't imagine. They must've. They probably did it better. <laughs> a lot more lookbooks. Mm, yeah. Fashion shows used to be a lot more slower, though. And a lot less people, probably. Yeah. Mm. But, I mean, the way that they started, they were like, uh, what are, um, like women would just sit in a, in a room and the models would come out slowly, sort of like sauntering in, walking around like a tea party. What was setup. the movie that we saw that in the Mar- or, yeah, Marilyn Monroe movie? where they all came and sat down. Oh yeah. Yeah. I can remember, but it's more like a presentation, which they, they still do, but are probably the presentations are awesome. So we went to two presentations. We went to a banana Republic presentation and a J crew presentation. Mm -hmm. And they basically just had the models standing in the room before everybody came in. And then you just walk around the models and you, you shoot them the way you want and you can ask them to do whatever you want, Yeah, which is great. Can you look here? Can you look away? Can you stand on your one foot? So it's 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 good and bad because sometimes I almost wish that they just stood there. <laughs> but you got some really great like expressions when they were just sort of chatting and stuff. Yeah, yeah, you you can get some candid moments. I also can't believe the amount of um, the amount of movement that they are allowed and can get away with during those <laughs> things. I mean, Biting like working as a model here in Calgary, and every, the expectations are just so high. You're supposed to be super professional, and there's yeah. girls like biting their hands. <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous. But who knows 
where the future for them is. <laughs> um, what else happened for us? So, oh, and then the backstage. We didn't get that much backstage. Yeah, and Tyler did that on his own. Yeah, I only got that at the J. Crew presentation. So, what is that experience? Well, it could have been a lot better. Uh, I showed up, and of course, my name wasn't on the list. <laughs> <laughs> so when that when that happens, we just like have to text our contact, and then they don't respond, and then we have to text the person that gave us that contact. And then they email someone else, and then we make two phone calls, and eventually somebody comes in and says, uh, you're allowed or, to come Or in. you can be one of those people that just walk straight through and pretend like they're meant to be there, and nobody says a word. You just That's have to you have, gotta work on. Yeah. yeah, you just need that attitude, for yeah. sure. I mean, like I, I have troubles with that, too. And I, Tyler is a lot shyer than I am, so I can't even imagine what yeah. he must be going well, through internally. It's like the, there are security guards that completely don't care. They're like, oh, you're in a rush. Come on through, sir. <laughs> and then there's the, their friend standing next to them like, you know, nobody at all is supposed to be here today. Yeah, And I think security got a little more uh, intense over the last yeah. years. But I mean, I remember when I was modeling and um, like more seriously internationally and girls would just say like, oh, yeah, you can go backstage to any show. You just dress, dress all black and you walk <laughs> in and you look like a model. So they just let yeah. you in. Actually, it's true. It's pr- probably easier to get backstage than in the front door. In the front, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, because the models don't really need any passes or whatever. Mm-hmm. This, this this episode is really about how to... How to see fashion, yeah. fashion shows. And why you may not want to, because if you don't care about clothes, they might be boring. Yeah. <laughs> and you probably won't get the shot anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is basically to discourage anybody that was considering shooting fashion shows from ever the, doing the Why not to shoot fashion episode? Yeah. <laughs> But I, I like what we got out of it in the end because we got this really big variety, especially because we had multiple days. If this was all in one day, uh, I don't know. Some oh, of those yeah. days would have been really first, disappointing. First day, and I feel like that with when we went to Toronto, maybe because the weather was really shitty and everything, but the first day is like literally just taken to practice because you have, by the time you get there, you have forgotten how it was six months before and you have to kind of get yourself into that Frame of build mind. up your energy and uh, yeah. put on some shoulder pads. Like you have to remember <laughs> how to hustle people around. You know, like how to run after subjects and how to get the shot. Yeah. Oh, and that's that's another thing. Like I'm, I'm not. I would never have been in any lifetime a like paparazzi type photographer. But a lot of the press people, they're not paparazzi exactly, but they have that the attitude. Yeah, to to chase <laughs> and to get yeah. in front of traffic while they're being honked at and to yeah. like scream at people. Do anything for the shop. Yeah. Yeah. And it's hard to compete with that when I don't want and then, to. And then you see their photos and you're like, <laughs> <laughs> you're like, really? You worked that hard for it? Yeah. You basically That's threw yourself thing, in front it? of a bus. Yeah. You know, like I I've actually I've had a similar experience with shooting events where you know, uh, I won't say any names, but there's this, there's this guy who's he happens to work similar events as I do, and just for a different client. And this guy is just like in everybody's face. He knows everybody. He's kissing everybody on the cheek. You know all this bullshit. And you know, like I'm over there standing there, just being like, "Can I get a shot?" <laughs> you know, like <laughs> there's this crazy moment during one of the bigger, more important shows where. A girl 
uh, in the front row who was totally allowed to be there, you know, like she's in the front row seat mm-hmm. of a like really great fashion show. She's, I don't know. She, she was taking photos with her iPhone as people came down, but where her phone was when it was up blocked the model's legs from the photographers in the pit. And the photographers were so vicious. You, you couldn't hear them. I couldn't hear them. No. They were just screaming, put your effing phone down above the whole show, like as loud as they could, they were screaming at her and like calling her names. And it was crazy. And she kind of ignored them and then took their photo. And I don't know, which I kind of, their photo. Yeah. She, oh. <laughs> that's awesome. It's on Instagram somewhere. Yeah. I want to see it. These are the assholes that didn't get the shot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, the, like the, it is their job, right? Like I totally oh, yeah, yeah, see why sure. they, like, they care. People, you know, it's funny how the whole setup of, of the front row and stuff. Now and now everybody has cell phones and, and all of the photos that are on the blog now, like you see all these cell phones taking photos of the models yeah. walking down the runway. Everybody ends up with the same image. Yeah. Everything is up before any of the other the photos. The same like, overexposed blurry image. Yeah. I mean, there was, there was a blogger that was sitting with me in the second row at, at that same show. And, uh, and he's in the second row. Like, be happy about this. You made it this far. Like, you, <laughs> you are still awesome for being here. And, um, and he was just trying so hard, like working so hard to make it appear as if he was sitting in the front row so like that there's like over? leaning over the people that were in front <laughs> of us so that he wouldn't get their bodies in. But where, where, where to me, it's like, okay, well, I'm going to take a shot from the road that I'm sitting. And if there's people in front of me, I'm just going to make the shot, the shot work. With that in it, you know, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't, it doesn't make me any lesser of a person. <laughs> it's it. But the people watching was, yeah, quite the I show. It's, yeah, it's incredible. But it was, it was nice. There was a lot of Canadian representation this year that we saw. We met a lot of bloggers from Vancouver and that we haven't met before, and we saw some familiar people from Toronto um, and Calgary as well. Yeah, and honestly, like. You, Cameron, and probably a lot of people listening don't realize how enormous style blogging is. Because, no. like, there's so many people that are at, like, you know, a medium level of success. And, well, there's so many once you see them all in one city. Once everybody's come together, yeah. it's mm-hmm. like they have so many Instagram followers and they're all, like, doing so much work. And it's, um, you only see it if that's your corner of the internet. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So there's like literally a thousand channels or something. It, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, every country has like their. Yeah. When when people. when I went or when we both went to New York for the Alexander Wang thing, there they flew in people from every country where there is an H and M, and like wow. bloggers from those. Yeah. So yeah. it was like it was like Team Canada. Team USA yeah. <laughs> and staying in different hotels. Yeah, like, it was yeah. like Fashion Olympics. Yeah, wow. Um, Cameron, you should Google uh, the Beckermans. Okay. Yeah, Beckerman blog. Yeah. Anybody listening? So these are the are, are they the biggest in Canada? I think so. Yeah, probably. You know, um, and I don't know. They're interesting. <laughs> Just take a look. <laughs> um, they were there. They're very nice and very crazy huh right okay <laughs> are you gonna subscribe oh i don't think so <laughs> man this doesn't i mean i've been i've been looking okay so just full disclosure i've been looking at, at uh 
Anya's blog for the past like 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. And then I, I skipped over to the Beckerman blog and I'm just, I'm feeling that there's, there's just a difference in, in some <laughs> Stylistic things. Stylistic differences? Yeah, some things, some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, they're, they're an exception. Like they, that's not very typical, which I think mm-hmm. is kind of how they reach their success. They're twins. They look like cartoon characters most of the time. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they, they wear hairy and fuzzy stuff. <laughs> yes, they did. They, they wear a lot of colorful and big. Yeah, they had these bold things like Muppet jackets. Yeah, this time. but um, Wait, they're Canadian. Oh, yeah, from Toronto. Curious. Um, honestly, though, like being, I I got shot in this one outfit this Fashion Week, um, and it sort mm-hmm. of went everywhere, and it was really cool to see um, sort of the progression of things, but the one outfit that I wore that was sort of the most outrageous because it was the, the most colorful, uh, biggest, like it was a big skirt and, and big jacket and everything matched sort of. And it was just, it was, it matched a lot. Yeah. It, matched, <laughs> it was cute. Not sort of, yeah. but completely. And this, is, um, this is all in the show notes for anybody that wants to see the, the super pink. Yeah. Outfit. Um, but you know, uh, I was wearing a St. Laurent, uh, bag and that, and, Every time that we, we stepped out, everybody wanted to take photos of my bags because I, I don't really spend a lot of money on, on um, like my clothes aren't uh, the designer expensive clothes, but my bags and my shoes usually are. That's where, <laughs> that's where I like to spend my money. Um, but so all of these photographers, especially for the Asian market, they would always notice the bags and that was the draw. And I find... So the secret I feel right now is that if you're not known mm-hmm. and you want to get noticed, you wear something really recognizable. Wear a sweet bag. <laughs> yeah, totally. And then when you get to the point where you're recognizable, you can sort of relax a little bit almost. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I mean, there is to- totally not a formula for this. Well, it's- do you remember who took the shot that they just cropped into the bag? Who? I don't know. It was an older lady. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but um, it was for Saks Fifth Avenue. Oh yeah, Saks. Just so I know, is this the pink jacket? This is the yes. very pink jacket and bag and pink everything. Yeah, I love these. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, you know, it's visual. And are those the Beckerman twins? <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Who else was cool? We spotted uh, the sartorialist. Yeah. Who's oh. hanging outside one of the shows. And Bill Cunningham, as always, very sweet old man. Yeah. Do you know Bill Cunningham? Yeah. Heard, yeah. Well, I yeah. certainly heard of him. <laughs> yeah. Not know him. <laughs> yeah. I have, I, Neither do we. There's a great shot that is just in the outtakes of uh, when, when I was shooting you mm-hmm. and he took your photo and mm-hmm. you two were like smiling at each other. Oh, yeah. It's he really, really he wouldn't allow me to look at him when he was taking the photo. Or to like pose. Saying. He or, didn't want me to pose. Yeah. 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 But you know, I can't help it. It's so sweet. <laughs> the the whole thing, it's like the energy of of Fashion Week in general is very surreal because mm-hmm. it it have it like it's almost like slow motion when it's happening, but then it's over like in a second. Yeah, and we only saw a relatively small portion of it. Like mm-hmm. you know, definitely com- compared to editors or buyers that yeah. are. At almost every show. Well, one day we went to four shows and we're like, how can people see more than four shows a day? But I mean, there is so many. Do people go to every show? Like, can you set a schedule to be at every single show? No. But there, you know, the the way that they said the schedule is all the big designers, I think, set their schedules and then everybody else makes their schedule around them. 
Because if, if you're invited to a big designer and then you get an invite to a smaller designer, obviously you're going to go to the bigger show. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously. Obviously, <laughs> yeah. Um, since we called this show cameras or whatever, we should probably talk a minute about how we like what we shot with. Is that interesting to anybody? Cameron, tell me it's interesting. I, I would assume that, that that would be talked about. Because, I mean, I'm guessing that, that you, you probably just didn't use your iPhone. Not the whole time. Yeah. but I was the, I was the big iPhone user. Yeah, you, yeah, you did a lot of I keep using Tyler's phone for everything. It's the iPhone 6, and mine is just useless. Yeah. The, we exchanged the it even so that I can get... It started getting really shitty and blurry, and we exchanged it, and then you were like... It's just not and comparable. Especially in the light. It's You know, if the light's perfect, then you may not notice, but once yeah. it's in the dark... Mm-hmm. It's a huge advantage, mm-hmm. yeah, especially focusing. Imagine yeah. what it'll be like when I get my <laughs> 6S. 6S <laughs> plus. <laughs> You're going to need a new bag for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They'll make cases. Oh, yeah. Same their own cases. So, uh, yeah, in this one, last time we were both shooting a bit more, but you kind of had, you had a little more... Um, business to attend to, I guess, more mm-hmm. people to meet, more things you needed to do. So I was shooting more this time with the bigger cameras. So we have two 5 T3s mm-hmm. and basically the whole time was the same setup. There's the 40 millimeter 2.8 pancake lens on one of them. And then the 70 to 200 2.8 IS was the main lens that like most things got shot on. We got a lot of compliments in the pancake lens. Yeah. Everybody loved the pancake lens. A lot of people asked for it I think they just liked saying pancake. (laughs) This lens makes me hungry. (laughs) I I, I like your pancake. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I I think it was a really great combo, except when it didn't work, which was a bit of a disaster. Yeah, and in retrospect, I think, when Tyler was doing the riser um, duty, I had the 40, and in retrospect, I would have much preferred... uh, Zoom. Zoom lens, yeah, or even the, like just an eighty-five, mm, right? Because you don't, you don't, y- even when you're close, like you're sitting close, you are, um, you are further than you think. And yeah. also another thing that you don't really think about is that uh, the models are moving, so even when they're at the closest, you can just wait a couple of seconds and they move away. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Mm-hmm. So maybe like the twenty-four to seventy. Yes, actually. We are haunted by that lens. Well, so there was a difference, though, between what would have been perfect when we we were shooting separately mm-hmm. and when I had both cameras. Because mm-hmm. that much weight would have been yeah. heavy. Yeah, they, yeah they it's should, really annoying. They should make a solution for the 70 to 200. Like make it a third of the size? Yeah, make it out of feathers. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty hefty. Um, so yeah, that was most of it. No flashes. No flashes. Um, just uh, would you do you think that modes. you could have used the flash at any point? Would it have made it could have made sense backstage a little bit, mm-hmm. but you're getting a really different photo. So there were moments that the light was really low and somebody of significance was standing in front of me. What's the woman's name from J. Crew? Uh, yeah, Jenna Lyons. Jenna Lyons was standing in front of me, and I got some shots, and they're not that sharp, and the light was not very good. Yeah. And a flash photo would have been 
better for that, for sure. Another thing that we talked about earlier, too, is that, um, or previously, is that a lot of backstage photographers walk around with a ring light and a reflector, like a foldable reflector. Mm -hmm. So um, when you go to style.com, you can see the the fashion show photos, like the full um, body outfit photos, and then you can see the beauty uh, shots from backstage as well because a lot of the trends that come out of these shows is fashion but it's also beauty so there's always a beauty report that follows and there's photographers backstage that take care of that as well well and i think those people's photos definitely turned out better <laughs> um but play. at the same time the weight of the flash would have uh, would not have been fun by the end i was leaving my backpack at the hotel, hotel. room yeah. um just to ditch the extra weight i wasn't allowed to use the tripod in a few different places so oh yeah and the entire lincoln center he got reprimanded for touching the ground (laughs) it's like you were telling me i was thinking of your your story from one of the last episodes cameron Uh you're saying at capitol hill yeah yeah nothing can touch the ground yeah you can't you can't put any legs down so what's the idea behind that rule like fire hazard well no they just don't want you to set up a a rocket launcher (laughs) It seems pretty obvious, right? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, it drove me crazy. I was trying to shoot. What I wanted to do is have a video and photos from this whole event. And uh, that's just not possible. I already knew how hard it was because I've failed at it before. Mm -hmm. But shooting stills and video of the same thing just doesn't work. <laughs> no, I mean, I think that the, uh, the, the actual reason is more likely due to insurance because tripods... Um, people trip over them mm-hmm. and get hurt, and then they I sue. Like, I can imagine a scenario where you have a hundred photographers swarming, and they all set up a tripod, and all of a sudden you've created a fence. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, like I can see why it just really ruined my day. Mm-hmm. So yeah, by the end it was it was being left in the hotel. <laughs> so that was that was our fashion week. Um, wow. Yeah, it was busy. Yeah, it but, seemed uh, like it seemed like you guys were really busy just just watching from afar. Yeah, it was it was really crazy, but we got a lot of good photos out of it. And I actually have a perfect segue into uh what you're into because the my recommendations this week are things that I played with after the show. So we had all of these photos and um we only brought one laptop, so I was kind of stuck on my phone this whole time. And I would dump a lot of the photos onto my phone to play around with in VSEO. Um and decided to take the opportunity to play with a bunch of these storytelling apps that are becoming more and more popular. So the three that I tried are Stellar, Storehouse, and oh, uh, the Visco VSEO Journal. Snapchat. <laughs> and we, we Snapchatted. We tried Snapchatting, Ooh. and it was hard. Oh, I'm going to Snapchat right now. It was hard. Why was it hard? Um, we've been trying to, or I have been trying to get on Snapchat because it seems to be becoming a thing. Uh-huh. And uh, like companies are getting on board and people really want to Snapchat because it's mm-hmm. real or whatever. Um, <clears throat> but it's because, you, so you are, like we were saying, you are there for such a short period of time and uh, you want to get the shot. So do you want to waste your time just shooting garbage on Snapchat? Basically, because Snapchat lasts for 20, 24 hours. Tyler. I'm Snapchatting, sorry. <laughs> um, it, it lasts 24 hours, so how much effort do you want to put into it? 
Um, or I don't know, like do you Snapchat and then you, and then you Instagram it? I don't really understand, but I mean, there was people there that did all, all of that at once. Mm -hmm. It definitely felt like throwing, throwing photos into a void Mm -hmm. or videos. Three people are going to watch this and then they'll forget about it. Yeah. And you can't go back and look at it later. Yeah. You can can call me old fashioned, but it sounds kind of icky. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. But it's it's getting this like rebirth right now, which is really weird. I don't know. Right. We shouldn't talk about it too much because then we'll be helping. Uh, yeah, I know. We always <laughs> boost, help it. Boost the Snapchat. That, that's, we do. We have to talk about things. <laughs> anyway, follow us on Snapchat. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, but the things I, that I actually enjoyed a bit more. Uh, yeah, like I said, Storehouse. Okay, so Storehouse, I, I liked the most. If you're looking for an app that... Um, what what these all do is you basically create a compilation of the different photos from an event or of a theme of a, like a season or whatever, just something that is some kind of series is cohesive in a way and you arrange them into, uh, you know, a photo essay kind of thing. And Storehouse... Uh, I know one of the UI designers is from Apple and did a really amazing jobs of the way that your job <laughs> of the way that you organize all of the images. So you can just really quickly drag and move around the compositions that snap into place and you can create a pretty like compelling visual experience. Um, and you can also embed videos that automatically play as you scroll through. Uh, have you, have you guys looked at this? You showed it to me. And? <laughs> Was it interesting to you? I, is that the one I saw? N- no, this one's the That's other app. One. Okay. Yeah, I think I showed you Stellar. Yeah, which has yeah. been featured. I didn't think Stellar, Stellar was story. all that Stellar. Yeah, yeah, Stellar was the least compelling to me in the end. They um, So it's like it looks like a blog post. Yeah, yeah, basically. It lets you do like a really quick blog post layout and and storehouse was also the fastest i think it looked the best in the end and i was able to create it really quickly like 10 minutes and i found the storehouse one took or sorry i found that stellar took about god like almost 40 minutes um and wasn't as interesting in the end it's a lifetime yeah um but yeah in this day and age yeah. yeah like i don't have 40 minutes sorry I, I like the the look of the layout of this, but um, I don't know. Just having it all together like that, it might be too much. Like that's why there's a blog. Well, that's the thing. So even with all of these, and then I like the editing. I'll, I'll touch the other one. So on uh, Visco as well, it's closer to Storehouse. You have a bit more layout, um, more layout options than in Stellar, but. Oh, and like this weird thing. Interface no. wasn't as intuitive. Mm. And um, yeah, I, I mean, it was okay. But like things I really didn't like is there's no community or feedback. So you'll never get a comment or a like or Your views or anything. will be crushed. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're really just putting <laughs> it up there and then you never find out that anybody saw it. Um, and what's the is, point? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If, if, the tree, just doing if, it if there myself. was no one around and the tree fell, did it really <laughs> <Yeah>. happen? <laughs> um, but so those were the three. Storehouse was the funnest. But in the end, the most, the best thing you can do, what you should be doing, is posting to your own blog. Like if you want to create this kind of content, um, you should own it because Storehouse can close tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And it's gone and you've yeah, put all this work I'm into it and all you've done is built up somebody else's company. Yeah. Um, 
And I like the way this WordPress right now, the way the, the site is, um, Tyler takes care of all of that back house, back of house type stuff. But does that site exist on its own? Like if WordPress shut down, do we still have? Yeah, site? we could export all of your blog content. So we actually did that. You're on blog, yeah. uh, you're on blog, blog spot before blogger blogger and we exported it and imported it to WordPress. Yeah. And ta-da, we've got a, the whole site just yeah. redesigned. And yeah. we could do that again. We could export it and import it into Squarespace or into but like, many other But do we need to platforms. store that information like somewhere in a Word file somewhere so that... We don't have to, but you can, but that export because we can just use as a backup. It just disappears. Totally. You can. There's plugins in WordPress that automatically back it up, or anytime you want, you can just go in and say, export my whole blog, and it's just sitting on the desktop, and you can... You just have it. It's yep. totally there. Like everything that you need to relaunch it or, or do whatever you want. So, um, you're going to have to do an episode on that. Yeah. Owning your, owning your content is, or, or creating a, a blog. <laughs> yeah. There's so much information in Tyler's head that yeah. should, should probably just be thrown out into the I world. Guess we're, I guess we're going to have to do a, a show about the, uh, the pending digital void, huh? Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, there's a lot of topics on our on our to do list. <laughs> there are indeed. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. My like pick, I guess, is Storehouse. Go try it, but don't count on it. Well, even my pick's Instagram <laughs> for life. Oh yeah. Well, and you can think of any of these as the same kind of thing. Like we were posting a lot of those same photos to Instagram as I, it happened. And- I enjoy the way that my Tumblr right now because I'm not really, I'm not really putting that much effort into my Tumblr, but I can post my Instagrams to my Tumblr from my Instagram and it creates a really nice grid of photos on it. Oh yeah. I like your, your Tumblr templates really nice right now. Yeah. Mm. Um, that's what I thought of as Tumblr thought of Tumblr as at first. And I think a lot of people did. It's what its initial success was from is like, you can pump all of your different feeds into it and it can be the one place that all your feeds are. So I used to have it, posting everything I tweeted, everything I Instagrammed, everything I posted on anything would wind up on Tumblr. Oh, so um, I was doing it backwards. <laughs> no, I don't think that's the right use anymore. Well, it's shareable. But, Tumblr's. Yeah, and like repostable. Yeah. Yeah. I, li- I like Tumblr. I do too, but I feel like I feel like nobody's using it. Or at least I'm not interacting with enough people. I, I, th- I think that not a lot of people in your age demographic <laughs> oh yeah, that might be it. Because you know, I'm like, you need to be friends with more teenagers. Yeah, right. from everything I hear, it's like in the like 13 to 18 year old crowd. It's enormous. Is that why it's all like nude and drugs? <laughs> Possibly. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, makes sense. I guess I should be posting more nude photos. Yeah. Or photos of me doing drugs. <laughs> a lot more followers. <laughs> Look, yeah, here, I, here I am naked doing drugs. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've had like no pick up on Tumblr either though. Like the things that I've done with it, nobody follows me. Um, but I've been on it like almost as long as anything and it just never, never went anywhere. Same. What about you guys? Is Instagram your pick on you? Is that the, that your thing for the week? Yeah. How did- I mean, like I can get over it. It just gets better and better. Wait a okay, minute. Tell, is, tell is, this a new, is this a new thing or? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got to try it. You've got to go try what it. What is this Instagram? Instagram? Oh, it's just, <laughs> Like instant. Okay, it's like Snapchat. Okay. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, like we really got. I you know I feel like every time I look back onto my Instagram feed, I really see it grow over time. 
like how much more care I put into my photos and, and how it evolves and even like the work that we're doing and stuff. Well, it's interesting because you also post more photos to it and they're better. <laughs> like it's, yeah. it's everything about it is just yeah grown and improved and yeah. And it's like, because the blog is just, um, you know, I, I need a story to post on the blog, like a, in a more editorial fashion and right. Instagram, I can post all the time. Just whatever. So I don't have to, w- yeah. And because they're one of images, right. Mm-hmm. It well, yeah. doesn't have to be a full story. There can just be a, a little snippet into my sneak peek into okay. my life. And I think I, I tend to think that um, more than anything else, there's there's this like social satisfaction that comes from it that we don't get in our you know, enough of in our everyday. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> you know most people are you know have to work all the time, or at least most people I know anyway. And so um, you know there's just something that's like it feels like you're connecting, you know, because mm-hmm. you share something and, and well yeah people and like it and and you feel like okay well people still do give a crap. About yeah, something. yeah, and what a great way too for us to to uh, stay in touch with family. Uh, mm-hmm. Whenever we're away, and you know, there's we for some reason don't have internet because we stayed at a shitty hotel, mm-hmm. or or we don't have access to a phone or whatever, and we we post to Instagram, um, and all of a sudden our parents know where we are, and they can like the photo and they can save it and print it and. I'm just counting. You posted 42 photos. I wish actually that you could save photos better from Instagram. That's the only. Mm, yeah, the qual like the quality yeah. that they upload and everything at is yeah. really pretty low. Yeah, yeah. But there's a trade off for everything. Yeah. What about you, Cameron? What's your What's your thing? Well, I I just worked all week. So. <laughs> um, <laughs> so what app uh, were you using the most? Well. <laughs> No apps, but um, actually, my thing for this week is is I went up to Brooklyn this weekend to say farewell to my brother's band, who played their oh, final yeah, show. That. I oh. saw a photo on Instagram. Yeah, I shared a photo on Instagram from the show. How long was their band going on? Eleven years. Wow. wow. Yeah, and so it was. Uh, it was an emotional night, and uh, it's kind of interesting because it didn't start off all that emotional just started off kind of drunk and then uh <laughs> later on later on it kind of just got emotional i mean i think that kind of goes with being drunk but i don't think that that was <laughs> did you specific uh, reason, did you shoot it as well do we have a photo tie-in yes actually um i'm still editing them because they took you know too many because it's my brother's band and i love them but um yeah i took oof, like 500 something photos <laughs> Um, somehow I'm not sure exactly how that happened. Cause I was, like I said, I had been drinking <laughs> a number of hours. Well, you'd see you fell asleep on the shutter button. No, I was ah, so into it. And I'm, I'm like, I was really impressed cause, uh, when I looked back at the photos, like s- most of them were in focus Oh wow! and it was a dark club and, uh, you know, it just worked out. And you know, the only camera that I brought was, uh, the Fuji X 100 S and they were in focus. Yeah, and I, you know, like what I did is I just I, I stood right on the stage. Well, not on the stage, but like you know, my knees were touching the stage, mm-hmm. um, and I was just you know I kept just like leaning in and getting like right up in everybody's face as much as I could without getting bashed by them, um, and you know it was kind of more interesting because they're they're a uh, a progressive sludge metal band if that if, <laughs> if that means anything to you. 
and um, it's it's really heavy. And people, most of the time with this kind of music, they don't necessarily mosh because it's it's um, if I dare say it, it's too smart for that. Um, but at some point, people get drunk enough that you know, like they just let go, and that happened. And I was getting bashed from behind, and somehow I didn't care. <laughs> and I still got I still got in focus shots and and it was it was just a really awesome moment. But That's impressive. Are you gonna are you gonna send some for the show notes? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'll actually I'll send a link for my Flickr page, which uh, doesn't typically get much love, but I've been trying to throw stuff that's not stock on there lately, just so I can just share more of the things that I do for fun. Cool. And uh, yeah, so I'll be sharing those shortly. Yeah, so that was that was my big thing, and um, yeah, I managed to to drink a lot and not get sick, which is kind of an unusual thing. So, is your pick of the week uh, beer? No, I'll <laughs> give it. I'll give it to a record if I can, and it's not metal. It's uh, Father John Misty who's the record for oh. this. One. Is it? Which is, is there a new one or the one from like two years ago? No, it's the new. There's a brand new one. Yeah, you haven't oh. heard about it. No, I loved that other one though. Which I found on Anya's blog. Oh, hey! Back when you had music posts. Yeah, I didn't write them though. So <laughs> I had a guy who who wrote music posts for me. Oh, that's cool. I used to do that too, and I think that those were the only ones that actually got any <laughs> love. Like people ignored the photography and <laughs> read the music post. So, what's the new album like? Oh, it's great. You know, like I don't think that he's breaking any kind of molds or breaking any new ground in terms of. This style of songwriting, um, it's very familiar, you know, and it's it's lovely. But um, yeah, he just he's got such a potty mouth. I love it. His lyrics were like, if you just listen and ignore it, it sounds like you might guess that it's boring country lyrics. But mm. a lot of it's actually really funny, yeah, or clever, clever, yeah, and pissed off. Cool. Well, <laughs> thanks for uh, thanks for joining us and letting us talk about our fashion. fashion week. You know what? Like, if I can extend this for just another minute, yeah, sure thing. What do you got? I was just curious because you guys shoot so much fashion, and I look at a lot of fashion, but it's not. I don't think it's quite the same because it's it's more like stock fashion, which is clearly a different thing than it is than, a different thing. Mm-hmm. And. You know, I'm trying to I'm trying to get to the bottom of it because it's as an editor, I feel like it's one of the um, it's one of the areas that like I feel the least confident in in judging. Mm-hmm. You know, like I always have to get a second opinion, mm-hmm. and like I feel like I'm getting better at it, but there are still moments where I'm just like, hmm, this this subject, you know, is just killing me, <laughs> and I'm just kind of curious, like you know, like what is it? You know, like, what does it take to, like, and I'm not talking about, like, shooting, um, you know, like, candidly on the street or in a fashion show, but, like, shooting for, like, editorial. Well, I just did a search on a major stock photo website, and I can tell you right now that it appears to be sunglasses. (laughs) (laughs) If the model is wearing sunglasses... And it's fashion. You have to look famous. (laughs) No, I'm looking at, at those photos, and none of them are fashion. Yeah, see, I but think are you, just, you are you looking at like fashion, like editorial fashion or commercial? Different or things. Or commercial. Because yeah. I'm trying to th- I'm trying to think of it in terms of how it relates to to shooting stock photography, and like you know where is the where's the happy sp- place in there? 
and you guys seem to be the only people that I know that that really get into fashion that also do stock. So. There's one bit of disambiguating I think we should do first that there's also the word editorial mm-hmm. within stock, like you're probably the way you think of it is uh, that it means um, press, right? No, I mean, like I know, I know no, what no, you're no, talking but like, about, but yeah, like, but. well, yeah, but like to, cl- to clarify for, <laughs> for anybody else. Okay. Yeah. Like there's editorial for when you search the editorial s- section of say Getty images or mm-hmm. iStock photo, you're going to find photos that aren't released that are basically meant for like news purposes. Correct. And that is one thing that edito- editorial means. But then in fashion, editorial right. means you explain it. Uh, okay. Well, <laughs> an editorial is going to be a story in a magazine, basically. Um, mm-hmm. And it, it's very like it's very much related to pay, uh, and also the uh, creativity of mm-hmm. it. So well, an this editorial, great. <laughs> so an editorial for fashion will be a lot more creative. Um, it'll push the boundaries and it'll have weird poses and it'll be a lot less relatable. So something, yeah, something that usually a brand wouldn't be brave enough to like, you know, it, it doesn't necessarily represent a selling something very well. It's more about like the, the art of the photo. Yeah, it's for sure. It's like the art of fashion. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, you know, a, a big brands that shoot for their for commercial purposes for their ads, for example, mm-hmm. um, will look at it in more editorial terms because they are high brand, they're high end brands, mm-hmm. and they're they're trying to um, to to get the presence out there versus try yeah versus trying to sell through their ads, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, like luxury companies are are looking to to just get the name out there. Um, versus I think getting people into the store because people that are going to be shopping at Tiffany's or shopping at uh, Louis Vuitton, they're already going there. Um, and, and when, you know, when you're a a, a little store in the mall, uh, that has more more mainstream styles to -hmm. offer, you want to bring people into your store. So you have to, I feel like you're making it more relatable. Right, um, and different different companies take different uh, risks all the time and try okay, different so things. Okay, so in in terms of of shooting for for the um, let's just let's just use the Gap as that store. Yeah, because that's something that's that's quite relatable to a large percentage of the population. Yeah, totally. And still, you know, has a, a vague sense of being hip, right? Yeah, yeah. It's not like it's not the it's not actually hip because if you know anything, then it's probably pretty common and therefore not hip. Mm-hmm. But in the general sense, it's probably fairly. So when you're shooting, but it for, is. It's like a classic. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're when you're shooting for, um, say, if you're if that's the the type of the brand you're that looking you, for. Yeah, exactly. If yeah. that's if that's where you want to to take your your photography. Yeah. Like um when, when you're with posing. Styling? Yeah, it's it's all I feel like, you know, aside from what they're wearing and, you know, whether or not it fits. Yeah. Cuz that's a problem I, I I see a lot in with stock photographers is that um you know, the clothes don't always look right and yeah, yeah. They're not fitted and, you know, they look dumpy or silly. And it's, it's, you know, to me, uh, it wasn't always that obvious because, you know, I wasn't into fashion or whatever. And now like it's, it's really obvious and I actually notice it on myself, <laughs> yeah. which is good. You know, my wife is, is, has brought me out of the, uh, the cave, so to speak. <laughs> um, 
but you know, like I, I find that you know when people are shooting stock, like it's it's one of these things where I, I want to give them good advice, and like the, as far as I can see it, I just know like whether or not the pose works. But like, what what is it exactly? I mean, because uh, I I feel like being camera aware is like terrible, unless it's meant to be a portrait. Yeah, honestly, I feel like less is more for sure um Mm -hmm. when it comes to those types of images and a lot of times too the models that you're using and um the the clothes that you're using aren't um like they're not high fashion models they sometimes they're not models at all they're just regular people right friends um friends and stuff so they have this perception of like oh well i'm modeling so therefore i should do this stupid pose and put my hands on my hips and this is going to work, but or on your head or in your hair. Yeah. <laughs> or yeah. Your yeah. Chin, or like, but yeah. they can't, they, they're not actors. They can't fake it. They can't make it look natural. Um, so a lot of times when we're shooting just regular people, we will tell them to walk, mm-hmm. uh, because then they can't concentrate on anything else. They can't yep. pose. They can't fake it. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause they're just walking. Yeah. Don't let them pose. Yeah. Don't let them pose for sure. Yeah, that's that's what I feel. I feel like I'm always telling people because I don't shoot fashion, but I do portraits, and I guess mm-hmm. some of them could almost cross into that kind of area of, of of modeling or whatever. But like, I just I you know if somebody's posing, I I feel like I I just tell them like stop posing. Like, yeah, <laughs> I think it doesn't become it isn't really fashion until you're actually pulling off a lot of those elements, like. Anybody can stand like a fashion model, but they need to look, they need to be a model for it to really work. So you, Mm -hmm. first of all, you need somebody that really is, yeah, a model like, well, we all, we all know what that means. Then they also (laughs) need to be styled. Google Carly Cloth. They need to be styled well, Mm -hmm. which like these shoots have professional stylists and their only job is to think about the clothing. It's not the photographer, the photographer, um, should, Assume ignorance, say, I don't follow fashion well enough and I'm going to let somebody whose job that is take over and do all of the clothing selection. Then you also need great makeup choices. That doesn't mean there has to be a lot of makeup. A lot of the time I think people confuse beauty for fashion. Yeah. So like makeup shots. But again, with makeup, like if you don't know how to Big do difference. makeup, just don't, <laughs> don't do, do it. it. Yeah. yeah. Um, like even coming in natural, you know. Sometimes, oh, yeah. sometimes people wearing foundation can be so much worse than them not wearing foundation and just having zits on their face. Oh hell yeah! Because like it'll be easier to remove. No, I mean I, mean, I feel that way face. even just about doing headshots. You know, yeah. people ask me, they're like, "Well, should I do hair and makeup?" And I'm like, "Get your hair done if you want." Like, yeah. just but then you know, also I've, they'll show up with this like wedding updo or something. You know? Yeah, or like you know, jeez, I'm I have to be careful what I say, but like. Sometimes you you hire because because the the client will request it. You hire a, a hair and makeup person, and the, and then they do the makeup, and then you're terrified. You're like, uh, how am I going? Oh yeah, for sure. Like I, we, sorry. No, I, you know it's like you, you you if they have you know minimal makeup on, then you know you can fix a lot and actually you know do a lot to make it look good. But you know mm-hmm. if they have a terrible base foundation or whatever and it's just you know it's it it looks awful and and there's the only thing you can do is make it look plastic yeah you know then it no longer looks real and i think it's disgusting but when in doubt ask for natural yeah 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 well i I think a lot of people confuse fashion for costumes (laughs) yeah totally it's like with like playing playing dress up yeah yeah 
I totally, I think that that's the case. Cause you look at a lot of the really successful, like I'm just, I've been sitting on the gap site this whole time and you know, gaps, mm-hmm. not like high fashion, but it's, um, it's fashionable. Like it, yeah. And these people are wearing very simple clothing, very minimal makeup. The lighting is, looks like one light with a black backdrop, but it's the, it's the model and it's the styling, even if it's going to be simple and it's, uh, you know, executing simple lighting well. And it's like, you, it's yeah, just but something even that, that you need styling to, is like styled. Yeah. You know, the, the clothes Jeans are pinned and, yeah. and they yeah. fit well and they're steamed. Um, and they're not like sticking out in weird places. Mm-hmm. Just having someone on set, which with us, like, you, you know, you know, to look at, don't just look at the person, but look at the clothing and that it's hanging in the right way. And yeah, yeah all those things you just said, somebody should be on set doing it for you. And it's if hard it, you don't when, know. when, yeah, you're, when do- you're shooting it, you oh, yeah, get, totally. you know, you're, you're thinking about 12 different factors. And so sometimes you're not looking at, you know, oh, definitely whether, not. Whether even not. when I've been, when, even when I was shooting, uh, some stock stuff by myself with, you know, girls and models and whatever, I can't focus on all of those elements at once. Oh no. Yeah. It's and, a and lot. I, and, I, and I already look at those things naturally, but I, I just, yeah. Can't right. You'll see them later. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yes. Yeah. I think that, um, that actually leads me to another, I, you know, part of the question, which is, you know, I think a little bit more obvious to me, but you know, you talk about the, the style of clothes and whether or not, you know, the things I think about is whether or not the style of clothes fits the, 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 the character of the person. Mm-hmm. Whether or not they look like they should be wearing that, mm-hmm. um, and then to go even farther than that, like when you when it comes to lighting, you know, I feel like the lighting has to, or the lighting is going to be one hundred percent informed by the look. Oh yes, a hundred percent. Yeah, so like if you, you know, and I think that this is where way too many people take a detour from from smart, and they over light really simple stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, and and they're trying to. It's like it's like uh, that terrible comment, uh, lipstick on a pig or whatever. You know, it's just like you know, why are you gonna why are you gonna use that many lights on this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Beauty and simplicity, mm-hmm. everybody. Yeah, I think if you're not going to really commit to, you have to commit to shoot fashion. Like mm-hmm. you can shoot lifestyle and just show up with your camera and make it work with whoever you have. And you can probably take a good photo. You can shoot street photography that way. You can shoot portraits of absolutely anybody, as long as you know how to light. Um, you know, there's all these things that I don't know about that. Well, no, I I mean, issue with that. (laughs) Well, no, but I mean, you can shoot a great portrait of like any person can have a good portrait of them. And it's most of the responsibility is in the photographer. Oh yeah. yeah. Like with fashion, you need to commit to understanding clothing and makeup and posing and mm-hmm. what what a model for fashion photography should look like and you also need to know what's happening right now like you have to be looking at a lot of magazines and you you have to understand a lot of different things so i mean i would say unless you're going to commit to like really mastering a lot of those different variables maybe don't try to make it fashion until right. in, until you yeah don't try so hard yeah i mean let it be beautiful portraits yeah there's the photographer in calgary mm-hmm. chris chris amat who's been taking he's been moving from landscape photography to uh to portraits 
and he's also not a fashion photographer, but he's he's not trying to overdo it. He's he's getting beautiful girls in front of the camera with beautiful light and a piece of clothing that is beautiful and that's all he needs. And and these girls are gonna be able to use those images for their portfolios. Yeah, I guess and it, you should oh sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say I guess it just depends on like who you want your audience to be, right? In the end. You know, 'cause are you are you speaking to you know, a very small or relatively small, you know, group of people who are really insanely invested in, in like a niche topic like fashion mm-hmm. or are you trying to reach? Cause like when I'm thinking of stock, I'm, I'm thinking like, well, what, what is, you know, what relates to a lot of people, but is still recognizable as being really nice. Well, even the idea of stock and fashion don't, aren't, obviously good like super compatible but we're not i mean i think i think like to make something really super high fashion where it does only talk to a niche you would have to make it like you would have to make it expensive basically Mm -hmm. go and get some really expensive designer clothes that are not easily accessible get like the best team of people you can possibly get location um Location and like a higher production yeah. value. And then you, because you used those designer clothes, you couldn't sell it as stock photos anyway because it yeah. would all be trademarked. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, but like the, the yeah, they're, they're a, tough, a tough thing to really like marry and bring together. But Jeff, who we had on last week, uh, they, uh, Will Coshin Way, mm-hmm. shoot together and they do amazing fashion work as their that's their mm-hmm. primary thing. That's what they're into. But then they're shooting stock for Stocksy that yeah. is not fashion. Yeah. No. They, like they realized that it doesn't make sense. <laughs> this mm-hmm. isn't, it's these not, are like different the, things. Yeah. 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 And, they, and that's what they do. They, for their stock, um, when they style it, they don't, it's basically the more, the less recognizable or the less noticeable it is, the better. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, yeah. Keep it so, subtle. Yeah, keep it yeah, subtle. Yeah, keep it subtle. Keep it toned down. And I always I always um uh, it always bugs me when I'm watching like a commercial or I see an ad and I see a piece of clothing that I recognize. Like <laughs> like a sweater from I there was this one particular commercial. It was this really patterned sweater sweater from Club Monaco. And it's like it's obviously from there. This is the only place I've it's seen it. It's not a, a Club times. Monaco was, ad. <laughs> yeah, it was in their windows. I don't know. It bugs me. It's like this mm-hmm. is not what commercial fashion is about, like or styling. I mean, yeah. uh, you're supposed to make it blend into the background, right? Because it's not. Yeah, it's supposed to be about the lifestyle action, not. Yeah, like what are you selling here? Right, and I, I think that the same could be said about the the um, individual. You know, like if it, if you're using a model. Then you know, for stock, it makes a lot more sense that the that the you know the concept is about whatever it is they're engaged in, not them themselves. Mm-hmm. Like it, I, I feel like that's where so many people might fail is as they start, you know, you know, they think, well, I got to get a great model, and then you know, they they get a great model, and then they're focused on that model rather than any of the concepts, yeah. and so they end up with a, a ton of images that might not even be useful at all as stock, even though they might be beautiful, they'll just never sell because they're not say- saying anything. Oh, for sure. Or a lot of times when you get models, they're uh, too preoccupied with trying to look good. Yeah, that's why I don't... trying to sell whatever yeah. it is that you're trying to sell. 
That's why I've kind of yeah. I've always struggled with models because of that. Like I prefer actors. <laughs> oh yeah, like we always say, like when we shoot stock, we mm-hmm. prefer using real people. Yeah, real people are are like actors. Or actors, have been yeah. Good we for unfortunately me, but... don't have that much access to actors. Yeah, well, yeah. I guess that makes that's you know in DC we have a, a, a pretty robust scene here for yeah. acting for theater. So yeah, we know quite a lot of people here. Um, I had one thing to add when I was just talking about, you know, maybe don't shoot fashion if it's not your thing. And it reminded me of our specialization episode mm-hmm. uh, last episode. So uh, uh, Chris Dowsett, who was a previous guest, episode seven, I think he was on, sent me a text about that episode. And I wanted to add his contribution about um, specialization versus being a generalist. Mm-hmm. So he said, all specialized surgeons and doctors have to start as general practitioners. Yes. A lung chest cavity surgeon, for instance, has to be first general surgeon before the specialization into one part of the body. They aren't to be compared, but instead seen on a scale of succession and both are very valuable to society. And I thought that was a good point. We were, we were talking about it as like you are one or the other, but the, the idea that you would progress towards one, at the exclusion of everything else you do. So the best fashion photographers decided not to, you know, mostly shoot everything else because they, they maybe did shoot everything for a while and then they decided to focus in on one point. It seems like a very natural progression. Like, I think that from my perspective, at least I, my relationship with photography was like, Oh, I think this is a neat thing. Mm-hmm. And like we've talked about that before, sometimes it's just the the tool itself seems compelling to you, yeah. And so you want to figure out what it does, and then well, and, you know. And this totally ties into our our problem of you know we do shoot fashion, but we shoot so many other things, and trying to find that uh, that balance between um, why you shoot what you shoot. Yeah, you know, there. I don't know. If, do you want to reach out to uh, any of the other questions we've been getting? Sure, let's do another question. Do you have it handy? Yeah, there's uh, Joey Pasco on mm-hmm. Twitter. He said, um, he could question on episode 10. You said, I was you know, talking to me, I was so focused on getting perfect exposures that I completely forgot to work on my compositions. And I was, that was when I was talking about shooting film back in, you know, my early, early days when it was literally, that was all I was really, when that was when I had a light meter. And that's what we were talking about is shooting with light meters. And so like that's, it's, it's exactly what it was. I was like so worried about like making sure that the the exposure was going to be Ansel Adams quality Mm -hmm. that like, I forgot all about setting up the shot. And, you know, I think that, that, um, now I think it's exactly the opposite, but I don't think you could get there without having gone through that period. You know, because I, I know there's a lot of people that just they they have this natural eye for composition. They're amazing, um, but if they don't just get lucky with the settings, hmm. you know, like if they're not shooting on like aperture priority or or auto, well, or a lot of people that are really good on their iPhone. Sure, yeah. Um, you know, they're they're just they, they see the composition, but then you know, if if something changes dramatically, you know, they might not know what to do. Yeah. Well, I think people come at it from like work at it from totally different directions, right? They understand one before the other and then have to take a step back and maybe learn the one they haven't approached yet. So, um, my suggestion or my answer to that suggestion or 
God, I can't even talk. Suggestion. I, I had a lot of beer this weekend, so I apologize. <laughs> I heard. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that the way that I try to look at it is I try to think about things very simply, like remove the color from, from whatever it is that you're looking at and don't, and just try to look at shapes. Um, basic shapes speak to people more than anything else. Like they're kind of ingrained in our DNA. And so, um, things like circles and triangles are just naturally appealing no matter what. So if you can kind of defocus your eyes when you're looking at a composition and just try to get a, a sense for the, the, where the shapes are. And then you can start to evaluate how the contrast is. You know, what's the light contrast and what's, the, you know, if you're shooting color, what's the color contrast? Actually, yeah, it's, that's an interesting thing I don't think many people split apart is that mm-hmm. color contrast and light contrast are different. Yeah. Right? Like that you could, yeah, I mean, that's, that's a whole other thing. I think you just blew a mind or two. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah, like, you, the, so the difference between blue and orange isn't the same as the difference between like, you know, bright and dark. And you can use both of those or just one of those in an image to have really different effects. Right. And light quantity is not the same as light quality. Right. So, yeah. Um, so the, the simplest way I can say it is, is, you know, try to break it down into the easiest, like recognizable things like shapes, patterns, um, you know, those are the things that, that appeal to me when I'm looking at a composition. Um, you know, like a face just kind of like floating in the air. Like that has to be a spectacular face, doesn't it? You know, like when you're thinking yeah. about like just how, how many portraits there are that are just so uninspired and boring, you know, like the face itself has to be so compelling for it to be interesting or the character, the, the, the style of that person has to be so compelling. So, um, you know, when you're, when you're thinking about composition, you need to find el- other elements that can, you know, potentially make it more interesting than just that person's face. Uh, well, thanks so much for your time, Cameron. This was, yeah, uh, of course. this was fun. Um, yeah. and Hey, everybody listening, it'd be really awesome if you could leave us a review in iTunes because it makes a really big difference and that's how people find podcasts. Yeah. And the more, you know, the more people that do that, the more questions we can answer and just makes it more interesting for all of us. Yeah. I'll uh, go leave a review right after this. Oh, thanks, Anya. And, uh, if you want to see more of Anya's work, check out her Instagram at Anya B. And if you want to see Cameron's, you're, you have different accounts on everything. Which one's your Instagram? <laughs> K-A-M-M-E-R-U-N. Oh, he's, I can't keep him straight. If you want to see the photos that I took of my brother's band, those are on Flickr.com, and then it's underscore, and then all lowercase Camrocker, C-A-M-R-O-C-K-E-R. Um, and I'm Stallman, and thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week.